How many of you are excited tonight? Amen. I'm so excited. It's like, oh my God, this is this is the time that Lord, you're gonna speak to this woman. And I know we have we have a special, special word from the Lord. And I do believe I have two messages actually, but God had confirmed it to me. So um First of all, I would just really want to thank the women of God tonight for this very beautiful presentation. Amen. Isn't it beautiful? Amen. When women gather together with united heart for the Lord, they would make it the best. Amen. Because we are serving a best of the best of God. Amen. The best of the best. Amen. And also I would like, first of all, to thank Sister Chella for this great privilege, opportunity to stand here and to share with you, women, what God has been doing to my life. And, you, of course, to the word of the Lord that would really instill us, inspire us, and make us more the women of God that God has called us to be. And somehow, with this message, I hope that God will open up your heart. This is really a happy message I was telling Sister Chella, and and um, bear with me, okay? If I pronounce word that is the P and the F, <laughs> what's the comedian says? <laughs> just bear with me, okay? <laughs> but I know we can just flow. I was telling God, Lord, uh, Lord, I'm limited in my in my English, but I know God, if I just put something and turn it around, amen. And let's go to the Word of God tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Let's open our Bible to the book of Judge. Amen. So, I do believe that women really love to make themselves beautiful, right? Beautiful, like this presentation that we have. Even with our own personal thing, we like to look good. Amen. And this message that I'm going to share to you tonight speaks of, talk about the makeover. It's like a Holy Ghost makeover. Whew. Like, oh my God. We as women would also want, always want to be beautiful. Just coming out of the house, we always want to put makeup, look at the mirror and look at like, wow, are we okay now? Can I go now? Okay, this is, this is very, very, uh, it's exciting. In the book of Judge, chapter 4, we can see um, from verse 1. Let's read from verse 1 up to 5. Are you there? Let's say, can you say amen? If you're there, amen. The Israelites again did what was evil in the sight of the Lord after Ehud, Ehud died. So the Lord... Uh, sold them into the hand of King Javan of Canaan, who reigned in Hazor. The commander of his army was Sarah, who lived in Haroset Bagolim. Then the Israelites cried out to the Lord for help, for he had 900 chariots of iron and hard oppressed the Israelites for the 20 years. At that time, Deborah, a prophetess, wife of Lapidot, was judging Israel. She used to sit under the palm of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim. And the Israelites came up to her for judgment. Let us ask the Lord for his word to bless. Lord, we just want to thank you for tonight, oh God. I just really pray, God, that you will speak to the women. 
set me aside. Let your name alone be the one to be exalted. And I pray, God, oh God, that you will just illuminate our hearts unto the full understanding of your word, oh God. Fill us, O oh Lord, with the Holy Spirit and let your word be spoken with power and might tonight, O oh Lord. God, we thank you. Take over, Holy Spirit, and let me be less, that you will be more in my life, O oh Lord Jesus. We thank you for tonight, for this awesome message that you will touch everyone's heart. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Amen. We live in the day of makeover, right? As you watch the television, there's a lot of things that taking place. Makeover is when you want to look good on the outside. That's the world makeover means. But still the same person, right? But in God's view, make, makeover is like from the inside out. And that's what God wants to do in our lives. We live in the day of makeover, okay? The fashion, the dresses, cosmetics, accessories. Most especially nowadays, if you are looking at the television, there's a lot of what you call invasive approaches like um, plastic surgery, liposuction, <laughs> LASIK eye surgery, dermabrasion. When it comes to implants, like they're not contented with what the Lord has given them, the implants, right? <laughs> so you know what I'm talking about. And even the reconstructed dental procedures. There's a lot of invasive approaches. Some say that with just the right clothes, with the right cosmetics, the, the, uh, the fashion, these approaches, the invasive approaches, we can be new and better people looking good on the outside, right? But these are just superficial. These are just temporary makeover to look good on the outside, but have no lasting effect on the inside, right? You agree with me, women? Our team, as God's leading lady, I would like us to look in the book of Judge. A woman whom we could, he could, she is an excellent example of a woman of God who is willing and vigilant to answer the call of God. And he, she makes a difference in the nation of Israel. We will learn now, we will learn the most important principle of the Holy Ghost makeover through her life. Are you ready now? Amen? Okay. First of all, let's look at Judges 4 verse 1. You can see it says there, the Israelites again did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. After Ehud died. Amen. And on this part, would you see that God people sin again and again. There's a lot of leaders that has taken place. But this one, when Ehud died, they lost their focus. They forsook the service of God. They turned back on the Lord who delivered them. And with this, we can see that the sin of God's people that very day. Looking on the medical terminology of makeover, I will call it sin liposuction. You know why? God wants to suck 
uh, the, the sin, God wants to suck out sin that is taking place in the heart of the women. Amen? So we will call it sin liposuction. In this, this, this time, it says there that the Israelites did sin again and again. And don't you know that sin, you don't play around with sin, sin will take you farther than you wanted to go, right? And cost you more than you wanted to pay. It keeps you longer than you wanted to stay. Meaning to say, you're going to be bondage and slaves of sin, right? There will never be victory in our lives. And even in this church, we will never fulfill or accomplish the purpose of God in our lives if we are living in sin. Okay? You think that, okay, Lord, it's just a little life or it's just a little of this thing. But you know what? There's no big sin or no small sin. Sin is sin. It's like missing a mark. If we as women of God get, don't get serious about forsaking and confessing our sin, we will really get into trouble. Some of us tend to just wink on the sin and then we wonder why, why is it there is a little hunger for me, God? Why is it that my life is like this? It's like a roller coaster. Right? We may take, we may not take, take sin seriously, but the Lord does take sin seriously. Amen? You know how he takes it seriously? Jesus Christ was sent to us. He died on the cross for us so that we, will, we may be saved and he would wash, he had washed away all our sins. That's God's seriousness for sin. And why is sin so a serious matter in the life of God's people, most especially us as women? I think we as women, personally, we've been, we are being carried away so easily by the things that we've seen, by the things that we hear, by the things that we smell. Am I right? We as women, we cannot, we cannot deny that. It's like... What's that? <laughs> it's like a question mark right away. So through that questioning, okay, checking your hearts like, what am I, what am, why am I saying this to this lady? She just passed by and said, what's the smell? Or you look at her like, what kind of dress was that? <laughs> you know, but in your heart, you are committing sin. So it's very sneaky. We will look up the ugliness of sin that it can do in our lives. Okay, this is what God wants to let us know. Sin robs us of God's purpose. In Judges 4, verse 2, let us look at the scripture. And the Lord sold them into the hand of Javan, king of Canaan, that reigned in Hazor. The time Hazor is the most powerful of all the kingdom in those times. God take sin so seriously in the life of his children and in the life of this church that if it is not dealt with through repentance and correction, God's people can miss out 
on God's purpose. Do you know that some of you miss out God's purpose in your life because you keep on looking back the past? What happened in the past? Why? You know, a lot of questioning, a lot, a lot of critic, a lot of complaint, a lot of things like, why is it like this today? You know, so you miss out God's purpose if you always look back. And, you know, those past are already past. You cannot count the past for the present victory, right? So you miss out God's purpose in your life. God allowed his people to be placed in the hands of Javan. You know what the hands of Javan is? It is a certain situation in your life that tests your obedience to God. Like me personally, I could say that with my daughter's situation, it's a big, big test to us for me and my husband. Because we are serving the Lord for 18 years. We are faithfully serving God, and we are there giving our best, you know, living what you call a sacrificial life. Really, if you go to the Philippines, it's a different, different scenario. A third world country. If you want to go to the mission field, you like, oh, I want a beautiful place. I want CR for my for my for my uh, house. I want this decoration for my house. I want these things. I want that thing. But if you go to the third world country, you have to be contented and satisfied for what you have, or else you're gonna turn your back and said, Lord, I'm not going to do it. And in and in return and in in result of that you will fall into the trap of the enemy. So what is your situation that you're facing right now? Is it a death of loved ones, a sickness that, you know, that you will just give or complain to the Lord, why, 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 why? Or even is it a calamity or a lax in your family, I don't have this Lord, or it comes to marriage, Times that you are always fighting with your husband, arguing with, arguing with your husband. There are a lot of things that God allowed in our lives to test our obedience and love for him. Amen. During those times, Javan, he was the king who reigned inside, Cana inside Canaan, the promised land. You know what? Sin starts on the inside before it manifested on the outside. Am I right? If you lack in the prayer, if you lack in connection with our Lord, if you lack in anything that is what God was saying, just connect with me. Just have your prayer life. Just have your devotional life. Just your, have your your uh, your word of God. Just stay in the Lord. But if not, you know what is going to happen? The enemy will be there to trap you away, going away from the Lord. Amen? Sin starts most of the time not on the outside, but the inside. A little bit of compromises there. A little bit of sneaky moves. A little bit of lies. You know, women, what can I say? The lies that we have, we are speaking sometimes doesn't seem like we're conscious of it or doesn't seem like 
we we know what we're doing but in the end your heart knows that you are living in that life of lies amen you know what i'm saying and those words that are very exaggerating like oh sister you're beautiful today but at the back of your mind oh why is it she's wearing that dress oh why is it that she's putting on that makeup oh my god she's terrible <laughs> Be careful, women. These are the sneaky or the hidden thing that you are not aware of. So be careful. But meaning to say it comes from the inside before it goes on the outside, right? So don't miss out God's purpose in your life because of the sin situation in your life. Why do you think God deals with his people over and over about sin? It's because sin stops spiritual growth. And leads to a spiritual death. Why is it some of the women are not yet here tonight? Why do you think? Have you followed them up? Because if you commit sin again and again, you know, those hidden sin, it's not the one that is exposed, okay? Of course, the exposing is like adultery, okay, you just somehow but those hidden sin that would put you into the trap of the enemy and your growth will be stopped and until that time you will be dead spiritually so watch out women with this it doesn't guarantee how many years you are already a christian right it matters that you are in connection with God, you are following and being obedient to the word of God. And you are fulfilling God's purpose in your life. Amen? Amen. Perhaps there was a time in your life when you wouldn't think of missing church. Were bold in sharing your faith. Were quick to respond to the Spirit's small voice in your life. Yet now, it's not a big deal to miss church. Wow. Like, Wow. What happened then is because that little scene that what you call that kept that that you kept yourself being open to that and you're being trapped with it. And most especially with the situation that we're take that's taking place in the world, multimedia, television, computer. Have you uh, did you watch a television program like Desperate Wives? What, what is the message that's being revealed or being, being uh, exposed in there, right? Watch out for those kind of television program or even those kind of movies that you are watching. It provokes anger, hatred, separation, sexual desire, right? So be very careful what we watch. It's what we come in. So even though, who among you watch horror movies? Or love to watch horror movies? <laughs> you know what? I have an experience with that. And I have, I really didn't want to. And I say no to it. Because to me, it creates fear. And with that, kept watching and watching. The enemy will use that to trap you. And until you have so much fear in your life that you really haven't even trusting the Lord with that boldness, with that courage, until it's swept away. Amen. The victory that Christ has given you. 
the scene that it's okay to spread a little gossip. Whoa. It's okay to spread a little gossip. And the scene that it's okay to talk about your church leaders. Oh, wow. This is where the women are being trapped to. Most especially we as pastor's wife, we are being looked up from the head to the toe. Like, oh, what kind of dress she's wearing? Oh, how you look how she looks like, you know. <laughs> We're being criticized every day. But be careful of that. Be careful of this. And most especially comparing your leaders to other leaders. Amen. Be careful of that, women. And, you know, that God, I believe God is doing a new and great things in this church. And I thank God that it's timely that me and my husband were here. Because the moment we step into this church, like, oh, my God, there's a lot of things that God is showing me. These things, that things, like, I was telling Sister Chella, oh, it's like, oh, my God, I, I was, like, so amazed of what God was going to do in this church. A lot of things were going to take place, changes, a lot of new things. So, women of God, get ready. Get ready. Just be a support to our pastor's wife, Sister Chella. Just build up the leaders of this church. But be there for them, amen, even with Pastor Seba. Because I know how many years from now, this church will going to be taken to the next level, to another level, another level. Amen? And I do believe that. Ever since with Pastor Steve and from the generation on past, we, we really are so thankful that my husband was sent to the Philippines. And with that legacy, we can see how God really had expanded the vision and the mission of this church. Through our, uh, uh, through our founder, Pastor Steve Pineda here, and unto the next generation, and with Pastor Steven, I do believe there's a lot of things that we can do as women of God with this church. Amen. And one of you will become a missionary going to the Philippines. Amen. And I do believe that. That's why I'm here. It's like, oh, wow. Probably one of these days, as I encourage women and share my life to them, they will gonna answer the call to go to the Philippines and to go beyond the Philippines. Amen. Because I know, I know there is a great, great calling that we have in this church. And I'm very, very thankful and so very proud to say that I'm here in Victory Outreach serving the Lord for 18 years with my husband. For 14 years with my husband. And with a lot of testings and trials. Oh my God, it's overwhelming. But I know my God. I know that I'm not alone. I can stand firm because of the Lord in my life. I am saying these things to you before. I was telling Sister Chella before I came here, it's like, oh God, I was I'm really being overwhelmed with what the situation with the situation of my daughter. I have to be there stuck. <laughs> Every step I have to, you know, assist, I have to help. And I was like, I almost cry, but like Oh, my God, I'm not alone. God is the strength of my heart. <laughs> Amen. And even you women, whatever you're passing through, you're not alone. God is with you. We have a big, great, and mighty God. We can pass through the situation. Amen. And one thing, one thing for sure, women, be aware of this. 
this attack or trap of the enemy that it's okay to be a mediocre Christian. Wow. I said, what's mediocre, Lord? It's not, not giving your best. God wants, to, uh, wants you to live for God's best, but you are choosing to be on this side of the road. Mediocre means just to get by, you know, status quo, or just follow the crowd. They're, they're doing this, so I'm just going to follow them. Do the same thing in and out, but no change. Not necessarily be the best, but give our best. So be careful of that mediocre mentality in our lives. That's one also of the trap of the enemy where we can, he can rob us of God's purpose in our life. And if that is your attitude right now, you are not right with God today, women. You need to get before God and let the Holy Spirit reveal the sin in your life. I don't know what you're passing through. I don't know what you're doing. But God was saying, stop that, sister. It will put you to spiritual death. It's little, but it becomes big when you keep doing and doing and allowing the enemy to rob you of God's purpose in your life. Amen. God is speaking to you. You know who you are. And if you want to live a life that is full of blessing, a fullness of the Lord, the greatness of God in your life, live to choose on God's purpose in your life. Amen. Secondly, or with this purpose, I just wanted to, to tackle about the, the event that we have right now. I mean, the, the event that we, we, we had done, the Run for Hope event. It says to do it, the, the band will go to the world mission, right? And with that, be, just to emphasize with you, Victory Outreach Women, we have a great vision and mission. Amen? And with that, let's get serious with it. We are not just a woman of God who was placed by the Lord here for nothing. We are here to do a spectacular, uh, great and mighty things for God. To me, I was not picked out here just to be a pastor's wife of this church. Coming from a third world country, I'm so blessed to be counted as a woman of God because we have a great mission and vision that came from Pastor Sonny, Sister Julie, and was, was transferred to us and was instilled in our lives. Let's not take for granted of, uh, of, that, of that mission and vision. Don't miss out God's plan in your lives. We have a great, great legacy. Even in this church with Pastor Steve, Sister, Pastor Josie, we have a great legacy in this church. We can only accomplish God's purpose when we confess our sins to God. And that means to say that God, with that sin liposuction, it will suck out all the sin in your life. Amen? Because with the liposuction in medical terminology, it sucks out the fats. And God wants to suck, suck out the fats 
obscene in your life. <laughs> Amen. So I was like, what's this, Lord? It's a women's terminology because women wives are like, you're so beautiful. So I was like, okay, we're going there to the Lord. Lean. So it is a sin by possession that God wants to emphasize in our lives because we can get it right away. Amen. So God wants to do the liposuction in your life. Tell it to your the person beside you, God wants to liposuction the sin in your life. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> it's so funny, huh? But like, oh, God. God, you know what? God has a lot of humor. You know that? It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> and secondly, and secondly, with sin, it restricts us of God's power. Okay? In Genesis 4, verse 3, it says there, Javan had 900 chariots of iron, and for 20 years, he had harshly opposed the children of Israel. Amen. And with this thing that's taking place nowadays, how many of you watch what's happening in Pakistan, Egypt, Libya, and even here in the United States? I was telling Chela. I'm so scared to get out of the house. <laughs> because when I kept watching the news, like, when you get out of your house, you may not know the person who you will meet will just stab you or shoot you or whatever. It's like, oh, God, this is the violence, the cruelty, the, the killings, the kidnappings. Like, to me, it's, like, scary because in the Philippines, it's like, wow, it's a heavy, heavy spirit that is here in the United States when it comes to the to the scene that is into the hearts of people. I think because they said that one, who said that this is a super size? Oh, Pastor Stevan says, you, you Americans are super size. You have all that you want to have. And in the foreign country, we really don't have it. It's like these things, it's beautiful. These are for rich people. And and for, for, for us, as we look at it, but for here, it's like, it's just an ordinary thing that we're doing here. But mind you, how long will you be living in defeat because of sin? And with this scripture that we read, how long did the people of God were defeated because of their sin? 20 years, right? The enemy had used Javin's 900 chariots of iron as a weapon on the people of God. And let me tell you the truth. If you give sin an inch in your life, it will take the whole. Right? Because the enemy is not playing around. The enemy is the enemy of your soul. He wants you. He wants, what did the Bible said? He wants to kill, to steal, and to destroy. Amen. So you better be careful and always be on alert and watching yourself. Lord, am I making the wise decision? Or Lord, am I going the right path or direction? Or Lord, am, is my mind thinking the right things for this person or for these things? You know what I'm saying, right, women? We are quick to judge as women with the look in our eyes, like with the, mm, <laughs> with the eyebrow raising. I was like, okay. <laughs> but be careful of that. God is just 
reminding us sin restricts us of God's power. How many women of God were being trapped, powerfully used by God, but then was trapped because of committing sin, adultery, yeah, right? I would like to share a story to you about when I was still in the world and coming to know the Lord, I didn't know about what's taking place. But I was involved in a show band. This is a singing group. We're in um, the, the manager of that is a popular uh, singer in the Philippines. And we were, we were um, formed as a band going to Singapore. And little did I know, I came, I accepted Jesus Christ the time when I was a single, and little did I know that all the things that I'm doing, I thought I'm doing it right. But there comes a time that when the Holy, the Holy Spirit convicted me of doing these things again and again, I thought it's like, oh, I'm enjoying it. You know, it's like, it's your flesh and your talents like showing up, you know. And that time, we are about to sign the contract and going to Singapore. And I realized that time that, God, I don't want to go. I love you so much. Although the enemy is trapping me with this beautiful thing, she's going to have so many possessions, you're going to have your own car, you're going to build a house, and you're going to make yourself more beautiful, and you know, all those material things, but God is showing me that, that you stop that, because God has a calling in my life, and I stood on the conviction of God that time, but if not, I will be carried away by those old luxuries, all those things that Wow, this is where I'm going to be. It's like I'm going to be in a bed of roses, right? So another truth about sin, it doesn't go away easily. It doesn't go away easily. Pornography is the number one sin that it's stuck in the mind. Whether you wake up, whether you're sleeping, whether you are awake, it's stuck up in your mind. So be careful with that too. It's pornography tear down marriages, ripping up homes, influencing our kids, infecting our churches because it does not go away easily. It says in the Bible, when a man looks at a woman with the lust, right, he's already committing a sin. What more visibly you're watching it, right? So be careful of that. More especially, what else a sin that doesn't go away easily? Drug addiction, alcoholism. When, when it hooks your life, you cannot get away or go. We cannot get out of the situation right away. It takes the power of God to take us out and deliver us in that kind of situation, right? Amen? So be careful. Sin doesn't go away easily. Amen. It's sin whisper, just one click, and you will be totally be carried away. Sin says it's okay. Everyone is doing it. It's harmless. That's, that's the trap of the enemy. 
And listen to what the Apostle, Apostle Paul said. Do you not know that to whom you present yourselves slaves to obey, you are that one slaves whom you obey, whether of sin leading to death or of obedience leading to righteousness. Yes, there is a story of a wealthy contractor, okay? He finished building this tomb's prison in New York. Only later, perhaps because of so much wants to gain more uh, money, he was trapped into the sin of forgery. So he found guilty of forgery and sentenced to several years in the prison he had built. Entering into his cell with his head low, he said, I never dreamed when I built this prison that I would be an inmate one day. Wow. It's like, wow, Lord. So hope that it may not happen to each and every one of us. That whatever we are building right now must not be used by the enemy to trap us into the fall of falling into sin. Amen. Even... Even, even those things that happens in the past that kept bringing back in your mind again and again, may it not be used as a trap for you, trap for you to move in the present where God wants you to be the woman of God, God wants you to be and to fulfill his calling in your life. Amen. Sin restricts us of God's power. Looking back on the people of God, how did they get fall into the situation of sinning again and again and again? You know why? Because they don't want to follow God because of their pride. They kept turning their back again and again to the Lord. When godly leader Joshua died soon after the parents forgot God. They didn't teach their children and grandchildren to know and worship the Lord. The next generation forsook the living God and followed the pagan gods of the surrounding nation. It's easier to pull, to get pulled downhill than to forge uphill. You know what? We have a great legacy in this church. Amen? We have to carry on the next legacy to the next generation. Amen? Look, if you look at the legacy of this church, how many churches were built from this church were counted as one of them? Amen? South Africa, Indonesia, in the Philippines, and even here in the United States. If you look at it, we have a great legacy. And we as women of God have to stand up and say, Lord, count me on. I want to be in that legacy. I want to be supported. I want to be there to be counted, Lord God, to this legacy that was started in this church. Sister Chela needs a lot of help. She needs a lot of support. She cannot do it by herself. Women, she needs you. And be there for her to accomplish God's purpose in this ministry. When you look at the mission statement, we are called, it says, to evangelize, discipling the hurting people of the world. 
it's not only this area. It's not only this area. And I do believe one day, the Lord has given me this heart, this vision, that one day we will going to have an Asian conference. And I do believe that one day we will going to have an Asian conference. And I would like to see you, all of you, to be there in the Asian conference. Pretty soon, God will open door in Singapore or in Thailand. Pray. Pray that God will going to use you. It's a lot of greatness. If you go to the mission field, your hearts will be crying for these people. And you can say, my God, I have so much here in the United States that these people don't really have this thing. Even children going around with their underwear on without the T-shirt on. Barefooted. When we distributed gifts in the railroad tracks where the squatter, we call it shanty area, we are being mobbed by people. They are fighting for clothes that here in the, in the United States, it's just like, this is only a second hand or, you know, but there they treasure everything that they're, they're receiving. That's how needy the people are. That's where God wants us to see how we can be used for his glory and honor. Finally, after so many times the people committed sin and sin again, finally sin come to an end. And the children of God did one thing necessary, the chains of heart. The liposuction that God has done in them. Although they passed through a lot of things, a lot of hardship, but to the end, they turned their back to sinning and they have a chains of heart. God's sin liposuction resulted in chains of heart. I do believe before the end of this message, God will show to you what's really in your heart that needs to be out, suck out in your life. And moving on to these, if we talk about the sin liposuction, let's look up, let's look right now. The one that God used, the plastic surgeon, a woman of God used to reveal to the children of Israel the thing that they are doing. Let's look at Deborah right now. Deborah is means bee. It says there the qualities of bees are industrious. That's a commentary from Matthew Henry. Industrious, sharp perception, great usefulness, sweet to her friends, and sharp to her enemies. She is the wife of Lapidot. You know, Lapidot means in the Hebrew, is torches. So with that being married to Lapidot, I, I could see that, wow, she is a fiery woman of God, you know. She always be there, you know, to, to really stand in the gap and be that woman of God to proclaim the righteousness of the Lord, the truth of God's word. That's why she is also a judge, right? When you read the Bible, you find so many incredible women of God that God has used. 
and she is one of them. Let's look at one or three characteristics of Deborah that, you know, we can, we can see ourselves in her. First of all, she is a woman of great character. In Judges 4, verse 4 to 5, it says there, Deborah, the wife of Labedot, was a prophet, and she was serving as a judge for the Israelites at that time. In verse 5, she would sit under a certain palm tree between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim, and the people of Israel would go there for her decisions. You know what? No one else... With the three men of God fulfilling the role of a prophet, Deborah is one woman of God that was chosen in the three categories, Moses and Samuel and her. No one else filled all three roles of prophet, judge, and military leader except Deborah. We have so many Deborah. Actually, here in Victory Outreach, we have so many Deborah. But you don't want to stand up as Deborah. You're just sitting down on your calling in the Lord. You are a trailblazer. You are called to fulfill God's purpose. You are a powerful woman of God. We are a radical church and nobody can understand us. But if you stand on the calling that God has for your life, you will see how God will gonna use you mightily. I know when I stand here in the pulpit, it's only by God's grace. Because to me, it's like, oh God, give me words to say, how to say it. And I hope they could understand me. <laughs> and I'm picking out words little by little. But with this, you are like Deborah, victory, outreach women of God. Amen. You are courageous. Amen. You are a fighter. Amen. You are not just what Pastor Steve said. You're not just a sisilala on the side of the road. You are a fighter. Amen. And God has called you so much to stand in the gut to reach the inner cities of the world. Remember that. You are not here by accident. You are chosen and called by God to be in victory, outreach, heart of the bay. Amen. And don't look at yourself that I cannot do it. You can do all things through Christ. Amen. This is what the song goes. You can do all things through Christ. Strengthen at you. Even me. I cannot do all these things. I cannot stand here proclaiming the gospel in a different language by God's grace. I can do it. And I just, that's, this, is, this is really um, the thing that I, I was telling my daughter, and it stills in her heart because she always saying, I can't, I can't, I can't know. One thing for sure, now that she's saying, I can do all things through Christ. And with that, it gives her the confidence, the strength to stand up and say, I can do it. You also women can do it. You can do great things for God. Amen. You can take cities for God. If you just respond to the call of the Lord, amen, you are a woman of great character if you would choose to be a woman of great character like Deborah. On top of her service duties, Deborah was also a wife and a mother. 
wow. I was like, wow, could she imagine? She's a wife. She's a mother. She's a judge. She's a prophet. She is a multitask woman. Amen? But she has done the things that God wants her to do because she trusted in the Lord. She got intimate with God. She know whom God she is serving, that she is not alone, that she has the strength, that she has the talent, she has this wisdom that comes from the Lord. She is very confident in the Lord and a woman of God. It's to me, it's like, wow, it's really hard. And I, I, I'm speaking for myself. I'm a wife. I'm a mother. I'm a pastor's wife. And even involved in the ministry, a lot of ministries, probably two or three that I'm handling. But it's that I'm sometimes overwhelmed. But when I look at myself, that God had called me here. So God will equip me. God will, will provide for me. God will give me the capacity the ability to do all these things, not by myself. Like you, you also have so many gifts and talents that you need to be open to God so that he can use you. Amen? That's like it says in our team, honoring our legacy, trailblazing the future. You are a trailblazer, women of God, in Victory Outreach. Remember that. God had put that in our uh, pastor, uh, founder's wife, sister Julie Argansoni, because God wants to tell us it passed through us. We are a trailblazer, amen. And we we can win many souls for Christ if we really wanted to, or if we really choose to be open and used by God, amen. Uh, when I was in the hospital. I've seen a lot of needs. And I was like, Lord, this is, this is really so awesome. And I was ministering to this mom who has uh, a kid who has a cancer. And even one has uh, a girl also who has so many, many needs in this church. And I was telling Pastor Seven, Sister Chela, um, with this hospital ministry, how many how many people of God or how many Christians can answer the call of going to that harvest field? There's a lot of needs, a great harvest in that hospital. Not only that, probably in so many hospitals, but how many of us has been touched by the Lord for that? There's a lot of great needs. Amen. So with that, we cannot really excuse ourselves like, oh, I'm doing these things because I'm a mother. Oh, I'm doing these things because I'm a wife. Oh, I cannot go to this. Oh, I cannot do that. We couldn't have an excuse. Look at Deborah. He, she chose to obey God rather than doing her own thing, right? We can do that too because we have a big God who's going to go with us. Her courage, dedication, devotion, love for God, the nation, and most especially us as women of God here in this church, taking the ownership of this church. We are not here on this church as just unattendees. We take ownership of this church as God has given us. So whatever needs in this church, we have to be saying to God, Lord, let me do it. Let me be counted on it. 
I will do it. I will fill in the need. Because this church needs to flourish and I want to be there, oh God. Amen? You know what? With the parents, with the grandparents, we have to remember to live a balanced family life. The faith in the Lord and our work life. Too many parents nowadays, because of putting themselves more on a lot of things, they lose their families because their jobs are more important than their kids. Take time to simply be with your kids. I'm not saying that neglect the church, but living a balanced life. I was so blessed when I, I always see Sister Chella. She's like, oh my God, how can she do that? <laughs> and I remember my mom, we are eight in the family, six boys and two girls. How did my mom cope up with letting us grow? You know, the discipline. But I've seen my mom, she is a strong woman. Because I, I came from a military family. I thank God for that. Because God has put me into that discipline of love, unity, harmony. With that military discipline, it is biblically based. It's like the, the sin of one is the sin of all, <laughs> right? Because when we commit sin, it affects everybody. So we are so careful during that time when the, my, my dad and my mom discipline us. We are so careful that we will not, you know, uh, annoy or uh, make our uh, brother or our sister cry. But we have to be careful of building us up into love and harmony and unity. <laughs> and I was looking at Sister Chela, wow, this is a great task for a mom, a wife, a mother. <laughs> And even a pastor's wife. But we thank God for Sister Chella, right? Because she is fulfilling the call of God in her life. She is a woman of God whom you can look up to like, wow, she's really a woman of God. She's tough. <laughs> Don't mess around. <laughs> no, but she loves the Lord so much. I love her and I was like, wow, I've seen something in her that I really wanted to be. <laughs> Amen. Let's move on. Um, Never forget your assignment from the Lord is to raise up your children, of course, who know Jesus and build their lives based on the Bible. When it comes to the woman of character, as we look on Deborah, somehow we look somehow in ourselves that we have a character crisis. We respond, we act right away to the situation or whatever it is. We have to be alarmed by that. Our young people long to see consistency in our lives. If they see us living what we proclaim to believe, this would be a wonderful witness to their lives of our faith in God. Amen? When people look at Deborah, they saw a leader and a lady standing firm in the Lord. When I ask you a question, is that what people is that what people see when they look at you? A lady, a leader, a God-fearing woman of God. 
Having character doesn't mean we are perfect. It doesn't mean when we sin or when we don't keep our promise or when we blow our temper, we confess it to God right away. We apologize to one that we hurt. We forget and forgive those people who hurt us in the past. Amen? Amen? And then by faith, we move on with God and go on with His direction. Amen? And secondly, Deborah is a woman of great confidence. In Judges 4, verse 6 to 10, as you read on it, it says there, so she sent and summoned Barak, son of Abinoam, Abinoam from Hedes in Naphtali, and said to him, The Lord, the God of Israel, commands you, go take possession at Mount Tabor, bring in 10,000 from the tribe of Naphtali and the tribe of Zebulun. I will draw out Sisera, the general of Jabin's army, to meet you by the Wadi Kishon with his chariots and his troops, and I will give him into your hand. Barak said to her, if you will go with me, I will go. But if you will not go with me, I will not go. And she said, I will surely go with you. Nevertheless, the road on which you are going will not lead you to glory, to your glory, for the Lord will sell Sisera into the hand of a woman. Barak, the leader of Israel, was not willing to go into battle alone, right? As we read it. The only way he would go was if Deborah was willing to go. Imagine the situation. Here is the scenario. Sisera had 900 iron chariots. And he has a multiplied thousands of soldiers. And with that, could you imagine how many people that Israel has before? And with these multiplied thousands of soldiers, of course, they were terrified they were so fearful on his own strength barak had every reason to fear defeat yet he forgets something that deborah had said earlier earlier it said the lord will go with you god had told them he was going to deploy deliver and destroy sisera at the kishon river evidently Barak didn't believe it, but Deborah did believe it. And Deborah believed God no matter how impossible the situation looked. And right now, I would like to, to ask you a question. How or what impossible situation are you facing right now? Like Deborah, he Believe God no matter what impossible situation he is in. Are you in the financial crisis? Are you in the family situation wherein it's like there's no solution to the family thing that's taking place? Or are you in the business that you think is a little bit wavy or shaky right now because of the economy? Or you don't have a job. Whatever your situation is, like Deborah, believe God no matter how impossible situation you have right now. With my daughter that just had finished surgery, and before that, the doctor had told us that there's nothing that they can do. To me, it's like in the Philippines, like, you know, 
I have a big God and I believe in God that nothing is impossible with him. With her case, how many doctors we have seen that they said, oh, this for the meantime, let her grow a little bit older, etc. A lot of certain things. But when it comes to that, it's like God has given us this direction to come to the United States. We thought in our own thinking that it's incurable. They cannot do it. So because of her case, she is a syndrome and the, the bones are brittle or whatever. But God can make everything, turn out everything. Amen? And no matter how impossible your situation right now, God turn, can turn it around. Just have that confidence in God. Like Deborah, he is a woman of confidence. No matter what, he moved on he, because he is intimate with God. He can hear the Lord's voice. He has that relationship that is built up in the Lord. Amen? With this verse, Psalm 20, verse 7, some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. They have bowed down and fallen, but we have risen and stand upright. We are not a loser. We are not defeated. We are a winner. Amen? We have this winning attitude in us. So we just have to stand and hold on to the promises of God in our life. Thirdly, Deborah is a woman of great conquering. During that time, news began to spread that to Sisera that Israel had a plan for attack. And could you imagine one time that Israel heard it, of course, the people was like, oh, my God, they, they outnumbered us. We cannot fight them. But with the group of Sisera, they thought that, oh, we can, we can, we can just swap them away. We, are, we have a great, great thing. And so very bold and courageous, right? As Israel moved forward in faith with God, the battle was already won. And you know what? With the thing, to sum it all up, Deborah started the victory. And as you go on to the last verses of scripture, with Jael killed Sisera with the hammer and the tent peg. And to us as women of God, we have so many things in our heart. First of all, that holds us back in fulfilling God's purpose, that's robbing us of God's purpose in our lives. And with the exampleship of Deborah, she is a woman of great character, a woman of great confidence, a woman of great conquering. We can stand up on that and we can look up unto him like to her like God, she is my example. I want to be that woman of God that you have called me to be. I want, Lord, to get rid of the sin that's holding me back from your call in my life. Women of Victory Outreach, we need to get into the battle. Even our team, every Sunday with Pastor Seven, I think God is directing us to be in the battle line, to be standing up firm and not, not letting ourselves be carried away by any situation. Understanding our purpose understanding our purpose, reaching the inner cities of the world. There's a lot of people dying 
if you could see with your eyes, if you open up your heart, God will, will, will reveal it to you. Just be open and let God put it into your heart. We are a women being the catalyst that God can use to ignite revival, not only here in Hayward, in the East Bay, and even around the world. God needs a lot of workers. There's a great harvest. You know what? And to me, it's like our days here on earth, we are not here on this earth. Of course, it says there that uh, time is coming that God will come very, very soon. Amen? So let us just be prepared and open for that. If you're ready, you just I just want you to stand up right now. And I will ask the worship team. God wants to make a makeover in your life right now. A makeover more especially in your heart right now. Getting rid of all those things that's holding us back. And wanting to say, Lord, I'm here. Lord, send me. Lord, use me. Lord, be my Lord of my life. I don't want to live a mediocre life anymore, Lord God. And I just want to be there, Lord God, counted in the battle line, fighting the good fight of faith, Lord, for you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If some of you right now wants to make a Holy Ghost makeover, and you know that God, you know my heart. You know what's taking place in my life. Although I'm here, but my heart is not here with you, Lord God. If you really wanted to be changed by God from the inside out, what I want you to do is just to raise up your hand wherever you are and say, Lord, I want that Holy Ghost make over God. I want it to be like Deborah, God, to be a woman of character, a woman of great confidence, and a woman of great conquering. I want to be there, Father, to be counted, oh Lord, as your servant, faithfully doing your will in my life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Talk to the Lord right now. Let the Holy Spirit speak to your hearts right now of anything that's holding you back in the call of God in your lives. Hallelujah, Jesus. As we sing this song, I give myself away so you can use me.
follow me in this word of prayer. Lord, I hear this message, and I know, God, that you're only the one who knows my heart. And I pray tonight, Lord God, just give me a heart like Deborah, oh God. Make a surgery in my life and in my heart that I may be used by you mightily, fulfilling your purpose, your plan, and calling in my life. I don't want to live a life that is away from your will. Help me to be that woman of God that you have called me to be. Make a makeover in my life totally, completely from the inside out. Thank you so much, oh God, for your great power, for your love upon our life. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah.